right, right, all right, beautiful people. Um, I guess you are still here, so I am tasked with finishing this book, and I think I'm probably just not even halfway there, but let's see if we can power through. We're going to go on to chapter six, A Wedding So Contrary, from the reading of the book, My Father, Son, Son, Johnson. Low energy day again. <laughs> Hopefully we get a high energy day one day, but let's go. A beautiful day and a disastrous one. We didn't have much, sorry, we didn't have lunch together as as Father had promised. Again, let me just put some caveats here. With my list tongue, it's kind of difficult to read out loud, I realized during the reading of this book on this podcast. Single time, just in trying out. And I'm using it to hold me accountable so I can finish the book. The challenge with it is that I can't read the book at night because then it will be a disturbance. So more time when you would have the time to lay in bed and read the book. You can't because you can't really podcast and I don't want to do it twice or repeatedly. So it's only when... I make a serious effort to put some time in in the day to read in a quiet time that this thing will happen. So let's push on again. Chapter 6, A Wedding So Contrary. A beautiful day and a disastrous one. We didn't have lunch together as Father had promised. We didn't have lunch at all. Of course, we made a mint of money and bought candles in duplicates and cakes the small ones in the mountains the fresh fragrance loaves of breads and mrs ilcher had her pan full of fish and beef and a scallion and thyme such a pleasing array of booty and yet yet our mouths were bitter father did not return at us he stayed behind i knew he was going to drink and I mean drink. Sometimes he got that way. I worried about him. Mrs. Ilchus sat slumped, slouched in the seat, thinking. Thinking of what? Of course, of course. So easily would she have seen the implication. She was father's neighbor, Nay's friend, and a widow to Booth. By George, she was even more than these things. She had come to market with us, for us. Without intending to, she was being something more than a neighbor. To all outer eyes, she seemed to be shaping up to be something else. I didn't quite know about these things, but it was on her face, a sad woman. Donna Ray was unhappy for her mom. Can't say I would have blamed her. Father worried me the most. He was back there and he was hurt. Jake and Ma together. Jake and Ma friend, Ma being friends. Ma ignoring the fact that Jake had hurt father. Cripes. So then, with all this cruelty, Jake was accepted. What game was she playing, my God? Only to her father in a jealous fit, or was it more meaningful? What did it mean? 
Did she like success so much as to associate herself with a symbol of success no matter how revolting that symbol was? Or was she baiting father? No, it had to be the former. Ma had gone crazy. No one, no one at all, could want to do anything symbolically so badly. Whatever it meant, it had cut deeply into father. I had noticed how his shoulders so broad before were sagged the second time he had gone away. But then Dunaway was right, too right. Here we were, all of us, down here acting almost like a family. Father and Mrs. Ilcher and me and Dunaway so chummy. So if nothing was wrong about us, why would something be, be wrong about Jake helping out Ma? Helping out? It wasn't helping out one way or the other. It was wrong, wrong, wrong. Wrong in every way. Father and Mrs. Ilcher, so what? I didn't think anything had even as much entered his head towards her. You know what I mean. With father, such a man, you know he had children. But if you were reasonable, you wouldn't even care to think about what he had to do to have them. He was Sonson Johnson. A fool, maybe. A generous fool. Harmless. And God bless him for that. Jake was not harmless. He was up to something. I didn't know. I didn't know. Boy. When I got home, I unhitched the mule and I tried tighter to uh, to eat grass. And then I unloaded what stuff Mrs. Hilcher had bought us. Still fragrant after the journey home. Then I went to tend to the goats and decided, although I didn't feel like eating, to make some supper father could just turn up you know i had that kind of faith in him the darkness was rolling in from the hills thin at first then dense then solid and silent and almost ominous yeah ominous yeah ominous i lit the lamp the ilchers was lit for a moment i smelt the must nest of the house after the long day of being in fresh air but I di- it didn't last long because various dinner smells began to roll in from the village above me but the dominant smell was that of frying fish Mrs. Ilcher was supposed to be cleaning our fish and would fry and excavish them for us Saturday was frying fish night Sunday morning was when they were eating with relish in a special jumbo breakfast. But there were some people, many in fact, who would eat them tonight too. Eat, who would eat them tonight too. Eat them done differently. Steamed or made fish tea off. Steamed or made fish tea off. I loved fish tea. I love fish tea. Right, let me just take a sip of this coffee before I move on from the fish tea. Yeah, the glup glup. As I stood there on the veranda thinking about what to cook, sucking in the various meal, I decided it wouldn't be anything elaborate such as beef dinner. I would cook yam and open a tin of salmon. But father and I love salmon. Both father and I love salmon and there'd be little waste involved if he didn't turn up. I was turning away when I heard hoof beef. Father? Running out into the yard, I appeared. 
it was he. What do you say to that? He was tearing down the road into the yard and he was hatless. I was so happy to see him. He pulled up and slid off the horse even before Mabel had stopped. Father said, what made you come so early? What a foolish thing to have said, I laughed. I mean, I wasn't expecting you. I put my arms around him. What now? I said. Nothing, son. Not yet. A man can fight without a man can fight without having to fight actually with people. A man can fight without having to fight actually with people. Yes, sir. Okay, a man can fight without actually having to fight with people. Yes, sir. He disengaged in that abrupt way that meant that meant summed up emotion and he went into the house. No comment on his gait. Unsaddling my marble, I led her to the open land. When I got back, father was preparing to cook. He had been drinking. Sure he had been. He hadn't had too much, but he hadn't had too much. Where's your hat, father? Hat? He felt his head, looked at me and laughed. Guess I lost it. We both laughed some more. Yam? I asked. Yam be, be darn. No, sir. We eat rice. He sort of chuckled and made a few made a few dance steps. Fish, beef, what's this gonna be? Pork chops, I said. I detected immediately a difference in him, a bit of humor, but of a macabre strain. He was a stealing he was stealing himself or something. Perhaps at the last chance perhaps the last chance change had come and will stand up and fight his way back to the top, if that was what Ma wanted. We set about to cook, and he and I, he and I are always now. We set about to cook, he and I, he and I, always now. The food was good, but in our perturbed state, differing only in magnitude, he could have, how could he have enjoyed it? The food was good, but in a perturbed state, different only in magnitude. How could he have enjoyed it? What's Jacob to, Father? Can't say I know, Rami. Do you think he means to marry her? Could be, he shifted in his chair. Could very well be. It's only so unreal to me, Father especially. Do you think she, she'd marry him? Could be, Father said, smoking steadily and a mite too heartily. But why? Money talks, son. Do you mean Ma loves money that much? There's something else that goes with money. Not always real, mind you. Respectability, pump, upper crust status. Would you allow it? I asked after a long time. Allow it? I couldn't stop it, Rami. And wouldn't if I could, he added. We have been divorced, remember? Jeez, was all I said. What else could I have said? You should go back, Rami. He said forcefully, go back. Eventually you have to. You're there, mother. I think she means to put up a fight. Not me. Never, I said. To live with. Never, never, father. Never. About a month later, we had our answer. All right, I'm going to pause there.
Continuing chapter 6, A Wedding So Contrary. About a month later, we had our answer. Oh my God, Ma was getting married to Jake. Jake the Rate Ibertson. Jake the Rate Ibertson. And the first thing that came to my mind was what Father had said the thing about money and respectability. Oh, why would Ma do such a notorious thing? She had gone crazy with ambition and her external reaching for the top and her eternal reaching for the top. And what an uproar in the village. I could hardly gather my nerves to go there anymore. Everybody was talking. The women criticized Jake, of course. They had lost a husband themselves, but the men spoke of him in, in Casanova terms. They said that he had won himself, Robin Hill. They had thought that he had put on his long suit but now they knew he had, in fact, done something of a rather, rather short na- nature. They said that when he had run, run himself rubbing in, they had thought that he had put on his long suit. But now they knew he had done something of a rather short nature. I couldn't understand Ma's position. Something must have happened in her mind. As though she was a spitting father, spiting father, punishing him. If father were dead, then maybe he was dead. Or if one of them had moved away, it was too terrible. I didn't go to the wedding. How could I? Wasn't it a crowning insult for father and me? I didn't go, but I saw it. Long before I got on, it got on the way, that Sunday I sat myself up this granddaddy of a tamarind tree a good distance, perhaps a decent distance is better, from the church. And what a view from the tip top. The church was perched on this uh, Golgotha of a hill which dropped, with treeless, which dropped away treeless on both sides, on all sides but one. The one which stitched it to the mountain behind it. It was a nice church too and recently painted up. The rumor went with some of Jake's money, but whoever whoever's but were but whoever's the paint had done its testimony of good. Poof. Every now and then the sun got tangled up in the stained mosaic windows and they literally splintered into rainbow colors and sometimes too it shone on the ordinary windows in sudden shaft of fierce light and it was like a star was born a car was coming up the road at speed the jaguar the jaguar how i hated it it was boiling burgeoning smoke of yellow white dust on its tail i even hated that too but it was but it was right that it drove that fast. Jaguars are supposed to be driven fast. It treated the church hill with impunity and I knew that Lorne Baker's field was driving. Jake couldn't handle it that well. But even so, it made me wonder about Jake. He didn't appear to be the man who relished speed of this sort. But then, what did he care? He was a jaguar himself, a man-eater too. Why shouldn't he affect dangerous ways? 
it pulled up and parked neatly at the church steps so but Lauren make sure he didn't block the way Lauren jumped out in the fanciest duds I've ever seen a chauffeur around these parts wear dark blue suit and white shirt I allow I look I didn't look it didn't look but he didn't look badly at all he looked almost as a groom quickly he opened the door for his boss and best man Stepping out, they proceed to knock the dust off themselves. I mean, they would have done it even if there was no dust. And I knew there wasn't when they straightened up. Jake wore a light-colored gray suit, so did his best man. As they hurried up the steps, they were met at the door by Reverend Ledbetter. He was surpliced. He was surpliced and in shepherd-like fashion. He reaches and how to Jake. The sun suddenly striking his bald head and just as uh, suddenly creating one of those stars it was intermittently creating on the windows. They walked into the dark belly of the church and the arch doors closed. Doors closed. Guests were arriving too in cars and on foot and looking uh, just as pick and span as Jake and his man looked. They went into the church Uninvited people sneaked into the yard, standing around the edges. They didn't go into the church, couldn't, but they wouldn't miss a wedding which was so contrary. The other car was coming. It went past more slowly, but in a cloud of dust, just the same, and swung up the church road and into the yard and stopped by Jake's Jaguar in a, in a place which had been reserved for it. It was Ma and her bridesmaid, and a grey-haired man who by didn't in his military gate would be grandfather Maasai. Maybe it was grandfather who had come to give my way for a second time. I felt too sick to think about it. I didn't want to know anything about it. I could distinguish her from the distance. I meant I could have even without all the wedding trappings that she had to her. I could always distinguish her. Even in a crowd, I could. She was a statuous woman with a slightly upturned and proud head and she had come into the world with a positive walk which she had never relinquished but had gradually improved upon. By positive walk I mean, I really mean some women affect a kind of mince walk which they claim is dainty but my step as though she wanted to get where she was going and yet it was dainty. I mean, you had to notice and admire it. You wanted to turn around whenever she went by and follow her for a while. She was a strong woman. So what was strong about a, walk, a strong, healthy walk? So what was wrong about a strong, healthy walk? She and her bridesmaid wore short, and by short, I mean knee-length pink dresses, and they both carried bouquets. Ma, the bigger one. Even from where I was, I knew Ma was pretty. She always was, but even from this distance, a certain beauty seemed to be hugging from her entire form. Pardon the digression, but there seems to me there is an invisible halo around some people. You don't see any light, for it isn't light. You don't see anything, for that matter. But, but edging their bodies, you, you you seem to recognize. Shall I call it Elan? Ma had it. Elan. 
that Bradley Smith didn't know all that Mrs. Fenimore, Clara Audrey, Penn Smith Fenimore had was a ridiculous long name. Clara Audrey Penn Smith Fenimore had was a ridiculously long name. That tight fitting didn't edge her. She had no elan. From that distance, I couldn't smell Ma, but I could well imagine her fragrance, sweet and couscousy. It painted me. It pained me that Jake Ibertson was getting such a top class woman, but as they say, he had the whole world in his hand. It was life. They walk abreast up the church steps, but when they got to the door, the bridesmaid slipped behind as grandfather. More major general than a more major general than a major general. More major general than a major general. Took Ma by the arm. They disappeared in the church and those doors closed again. I heard the organ peal. I heard the chord, the tune, the infernal. To me at that time, here comes the bride. <clears throat> I didn't strain my mind about the proceedings that were going on in there. I could only, I thought only a father. He was oh, talking, taking all this. It must be hard for him. I thought, had to be hard for him. This was unkindest cut off them all. First Jake had won his land and his home, the prize Robin Hill, and now his wife. Well, ex-wife, so what? They both lived up there now. That too would be bitter. Jake must have had it figured out for a long time back, whittling down father year after year. I wondered if they had uh, been rivals before marriage and Ma had retained a soft spot for Jake all this time. For it seemed more like a old flame being lit again rather than something new being ignited from scratch. But father must have been miserable. Gradually, since he had heard of the march, he had withdrawn inch by inch into himself. Seemed he was stealing himself for this day, but even so, uh, even so, my God, it was a bitter pill to swallow. Now the village tongues would wag as they idolized Jake. They would slaughter father. I wondered how he was taking it. But Ma surprised me. She surprised me a lot. She couldn't have done it because of Jake had money. Because Jake had money. Ma didn't like money that much. And she couldn't have done it out of pure love for Jake. Far from being endowed with handsome features. Far from being endowed with handsome features or admir admirable qualities. He couldn't have made any meaningful impression on her. Then what had gone wrong? Was she just taking on a disastrous end? Was she just taking to the disastrous end a mistake that she had made? The doors opened. With this camera in hand and a bag with accessories long from his shoulder, a photographer was the first to emerge. As he took up the advantage dangerous position, it was Ma on Jake's arm who came out. A sight beautiful enough, but which in its contrariness pretty well blighted my eyes. The sun was just right then, glinting off everything grassy and metallic, and the photographer took him. 
he I didn't I couldn't hear the click running to a different position he went down on one knee aiming again he I still did not could not hear it but I saw Jake's teeth in a proud lion's laugh the space behind them full of people she was so was the yard with a host of uninvited guests who had become bold enough as to invite themselves even closer and the photographer was thorough I was he through the couple descended the steps just about too supple for my liking the parson waved uh, god bless you but he would be had, had to be at the reception couple climbed into the back seat of the Jaguar and the other people rushed for their cars. The Jaguar led them down the hill and there went my ma forever lost. The uninvited guests began to run happy, overjoyed to drink. The dusk smoked up by this strange wedding. The uninvited guests began to run happy, overjoyed to drink the dusk up by this strange wedding the dust when everybody had gone I climbed down from the tree the reception at Robin Hood would be something else but I didn't want to see or hear that there would be toast on behalf of the bride and behalf of the groom the bride's mother no for she was dead on behalf of I didn't want to visualize it the wine they would quaff and food devoured the cake relished, uh, the merrymaking, the groom kissing his wife. No. No. <laughs> no. He wasn't ready. All right. I went home. Father surprised me. Instead of moping, instead of perhaps chip, chip, tipping, he was sitting alone in our tiny drawing room and playing a game of checkers all by himself. <clears throat> of course, there was no serious game here, no competition. But the manner in which he gobbled up the men on the opposite side of the board frightened me, then sobered me, then finally pleased me. There was a new light in his eyes, burning bright, burning hard, as he looked up at me and smiled. I'll show them, Rami. We'll show them, won't we? Yes, Father, yes. I knew what he meant, and I was happy that he had included me in his scheme of things. So that ends chapter 6. And if we should do chapter 7, man, my... I'll probably save it for a more, bit, uh, more energy day. Anyway, gonna stop this. Probably do some reflection. It's time for... Uh, this is what you call podcast 101 don't do you know stretch while doing a podcast and yawning but um are doing a reading um but oh so much things been happening i don't know why yeah so much things to say right now we got so much things to say but anyway i'll never forget no way they crucified Jesus Christ. 
I'll never forget. No way. They sold Marcus Gavi for rice. Anyway. Um, Alright, so we're going to lock this one down and then move on. One love, one love, stay blessed.